you're tuned in to the Restaurant Rockstars Podcast. Powerful ideas to rock your restaurant. Here's your host, Roger Bodwin. Welcome, everybody, to the Restaurant Rockstars Podcast, engaging topics that help restaurants and bars build their brands, rock their profits, and deliver amazing guest service experiences. You know, after being in this business for 20 years, I think I coined the phrase that this is the business of a thousand details. And running bars and restaurants, you got so many balls in the air and there's so much to stay on top of, but you're really not just trying to survive, man. You want to rock it out of the park, don't you? So I'm really super excited to introduce today's guest, Mr. Nick Fosberg. He's a bar expert and a real rock star in this business. So Nick, glad to have you here today. Thank you, Roger. Appreciate it. So I'd really like to start, Nick, with you telling our audience how you really got into the bar business. Talk about some of your concepts, and we'll take it from there. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I grew up in the business my entire life. My dad's been in the bar business uh, since I was born, and so I just kind of worked my way up. Seventh grade, started going to the kitchen, doing prep work and stuff after school. Uh, by my senior year, I was running one of the kitchens, just going in after school, the scheduling, the ordering, and everything, and then uh, finally... You know, went to bartending, bar management, and one day uh, my dad gave me the opportunity to buy into one of his bars. Well, he actually didn't come to me and say, hey, do you want to buy in? He says, I'm selling this place. I'm, I'm, I'm sick of it. Nobody's doing this and that and whatever. And I says, hey, well, let me let me buy it. And uh, so he gave me a price and uh, I went out and seeked some investors and I, my attorney and another good friend of mine lent me some money. Um, and then I had lines of credit built up from real estate investing that I was uh, involved in. And then luckily, uh, he was able to finance about a hundred grand of it that I had to pay him back over a four, four year time. So that's how I got into it on my own and, and just kind of learning from him and, you know, getting into the business. I thought I knew everything there was to know about the business because I grew up in it. My dad was successful. I was running the bar for him and so on. Um, but after eight months of, of owning the bar, um, I found myself paying the bar's bills out of my own pocket. And I knew that, in order for me to succeed, I had to get more customers in the door, which that was going to come down to marketing promotions. And, you know, I was spending a lot of money on marketing. I was spending anywhere from a thousand, two thousand dollars a month at times on TV, radio, newspaper, you know, following exactly what my dad did, putting out my specials, trying to get people in the door. But I was coming up short. It obviously was not working. And long story short, you know, it was either sink or swim. And that's when I started reaching out to uh, our uh, industry magazines, our websites, and I wasn't really finding the answers I was looking for. And that's what made me kind of look another route. I started just looking up marketing strategies in general, started up looking up other business growth experts out there. And, you know, pretty much just from reading a totally new way to market my business from just these other experts I was learning from, um, you know, kind of totally changed my mindset. And I became a marketing junkie. Um, I mean, I was buying books and courses, going to seminars, and slowly I started to, I, I just consumed as much information as, as I could. And then finally I started putting things into action and I, I started to see different results. I started to see positive results, customers actually coming in, me getting an ROI on my marketing dollars. Um, and then finally one day I decided to pay about $8,000 to fly out to Atlanta and uh, go see my marketing coach who I had hired for a full day of consultation. Now that was a big, big step for me, um, but it changed my life forever because by doing that, it allowed me to, you know, sit down, really focus on the business, put a plan in place, um, 
And once I got back from that, you know, when I was out there to see my marketing coach, he pretty much asked me, he says, hey, what can you do to bring in the most amount of money in the shortest amount of time? And I kind of laughed at him. I'm like, I just paid you $8,000. You know, you're supposed to tell me that answer. Yes, yes. Like, Nick, you know, I don't understand the bar restaurant business. Help me out. And um, pretty much I, I, I thought about it. I says, you know, when we have parties and events, we'll see anywhere from 20, 30, 40, maybe even 50% uh, increase in sales on that given day or night. Mm-hmm. And he says, well, then that's what we need to focus on. We need to focus on booking parties and events and so on. So with his help, you know, we, we, we put some systems and strategies in place to book more parties and events. And by doing that, uh, the very first letter that we sent out to small businesses around the holidays, uh, we ended up, we sent out 300 letters. We booked about 13 parties within two days. Um, the, that mailing cost us about three $350 to send out, but we did about $16,000 in sales from those group parties. And that's when everything kind of just sparked in my mind. And I was like, wow, this stuff really works. I never would have ever thought I would see those kind of results. And Long story short, after doing this and working with a marketing coach and kind of putting systems in place, marketing systems in place, um, I was able to double my business. We went from about forty grand a month to about eighty thousand dollars a month in sales, um, and that's really when you know things changed for me. And he went to me, says, you know, with these strategies and everything that we're putting in place, these systems, why don't you start teaching other bar and restaurant owners, uh, you know, what it is you do? And I says, well, I don't want to teach that to to, to my competition. And he says, oh, you know, get get on the internet, start helping people outside of your area. And that's when I had started, um, at the time, bar owner marketing systems, but I changed it up just recently in 2015 to uh, bar restaurant success. And, you know, I just felt that there was so many bar and restaurant owners in my place who were spending money on marketing, Absolutely. not seeing any results, uh, who were frustrated. And, you know, it's just because they're not looking outside of our industry for answers, you know, and that's what I did. I, I wanted to see what else is working in other places and how can I take that and make it work for the bar restaurant business. Now, it, it took a lot of trial and error, uh, but, you know, I learned from it, got better results from it. And that's really what made me want to still start helping other bar and restaurant owners was just I knew how I felt. I knew the frustration I went through and, and wanted to be able to give back to, you know, people like myself who were stuck. Well, that's a great story. So you literally took hands-on experience, and you're still running bars today, but based on all that extraneous knowledge, because you just had a thirst for improving your knowledge base in marketing and in promotions and all that, and now you've been able to transition into helping others as a consultant. So I think that's tremendous. So you still got a foot in the bar business, but now you're getting a broader perspective working with other clients, right? Yeah, and one thing I want to mention too, uh, I spend about 99% of my working time on bar restaurant success, about 1% on both of the bars, and I've been able to systematize the yes, business. Where that's the, the key. I, where I run the business, not the business runs me. Yes, I love and it. One book that really, really helped me do this, and I always like to bring this up so other bar owners, restaurant owners can, can get it and read it, but there's a book called The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. I've read it. Great book. Yeah, I suggest everybody reads yes. that because it's all about putting systems in your business, whether it's a marketing system, a hiring system, whatever it is, a business is all about multiple different systems that allows it to leverage your time and and run smoothly. And I think that's one of the things that I never thought about being in the business or one thing that my dad never taught me was how to systematize everything. So, you know, the business isn't running you, but you're running the business. 
Well, you know, that's something that I specialize in now also because I was able to do that in my operations. And I read that book. I think it's fantastic. But I think the key point, and there's so many operators that can benefit from that idea, but they say you have a system when you can literally walk away from your business, restaurant, bar, whatever, for a week, a month, or a year. And when you come back, it's actually just as successful, if not more so, than before you left. And that is a system. And everyone should do that. But that also, you know, brings up the idea of the exit strategy, because for me, it was an exit strategy to ultimately sell at the top of my game and have a really powerful brand to sell because of the systems. It was turnkey and anybody could have walked into my business because every aspect was systematized, but not everybody wants to sell. But what you're talking about is freeing your time because you just said you spend 1% of your time and you're still an owner because you've been able to systemize it. Now you've got management in place. You've got the big picture, but you can walk away and it's still successful. Every operator ought to think about that and think about it really hard and figure out a way to do that because it frees your time. Because let's face it, the bar and restaurant business takes up, you know, you're, you're watching your kids play, you're missing their soccer games and you're watching them grow up and, and you're constantly tied to your operation. And I've seen too many restaurants operate that way. So thank you for bringing up that point, Nick. Yeah, it, it's a lot of work up front to do that stuff. Right. You know, it, it, it's time consuming, but it's worth it because if you don't do it, you're going to end up wasting more of your time sure. by having the systems in place. But if you can put 100 or even 200 hours in up front to yes. make that work, you'll save hundreds, thousands of hours over time. Well, you said it best. You said work on your business now so that you decide how or if you work in your business later. So right. isn't it, it's totally worth the groundwork, right, to get those systems because oh. you're going to have a more powerful brand and more powerful operation, something you're really going to be proud of that adds value to that business. And again, you can spend as much time as you want in it But in the end, for me, in the last so many years, it's like I was a customer in my restaurant and bar. I didn't work there. You know, it's like I walked in and I had a great time watching my customers have fun and my staff shine. And that's what it's all about. So thanks again for bringing that up. So you and I met face to face, Nick, at the uh, National Restaurant Association show back in May. It was really cool. I sat in on, on your presentation. It was all about 30 very powerful bar promotions in 45 minutes. And it was just like rapid fire and this and this and this. And that's all based on successful promotions that you've implemented. But you told me a story about how you even got in that gig. And you met John Taffer, who was um, the guy behind Bar Rescue, really, really, you know, amazing personality, very dynamic, charismatic guy that just literally goes into bars and just, you know, cleans house and says, this is the way it's got to be. This is what you got to do. And I'm going to save your operation. But you got to listen to me. Right. And you yeah. met him face to face. You developed a friendship. Can you tell us that story? Um. Yeah, I actually met. John through um, out at his event on the rocks in Vegas a few years ago. I had a really good relationship with uh, Leo Scordato, who was uh, with Nightclub and Bar. Him and John are actually no longer with Nightclub and Bar now, um, but that's how that had happened. I met him out there from Leo, and uh, from there, it's just uh, he sent me an email, I don't know, two months before the uh, the show because he partnered up with the National Restaurant Association yes. and he's taken over the the bar side. And uh, I got an email from him just saying, hey, you know, we're looking for some speakers and I need someone to speak on 30 powerful bar promotions in 45 minutes. And at first I'm like, okay, 30 promotions, 45 minutes. Is this a typo? Uh, but I just responded back, of course, you know, when, when you got an industry giant leader like that, um, oh, yeah. 
you do what you can when you're asked that. Uh, so I was very, very honored for that to, uh, sure. to have him reach out to me for that. And then when he was out at the show, you know, we talked a little bit, but, uh, he's, uh, he's going to be doing big things, uh, for, with the national restaurant association on the bar side. Well, very cool. I love that story. Okay. So let's dive into what you really do and what you believe in and what's been most effective for you. So you've got some ideas on powerful marketing, limited cost, if not no cost. Why don't you tell us all about some of your ideas there that have been effective for yourself and for your clients? Okay. Well, let me take a step back. And what I was doing before, okay, when, when I was struggling was I was doing what most bar and restaurant owners do now and what they were doing then going on TV, radio, newspaper, even social media. Yes. And just saying, Hey, here's our Thursday specials. Here's our drink specials, our food specials. Nice p- picture of your image. You know, it's pretty much, you're just, you're, you're throwing, you're telling people what your prices are. Well, number one, I mean, that's what everybody's doing, so you can't stand out. And number two, you can't track your track your marketing that way. You don't know how much money came in from your ads if you're doing that. Now, I do say, yes, you do want to do that on your social media profiles. Put your prices out there, but don't spend money doing that. If you're going to do it and you're going to post for free, put that out there so people know what you have going on. But when it comes down to paid advertising, what... I really learned and what the big light bulb went off in my head when I started learning this whole new strategy was all about lead generation, okay? Getting people to raise their hand and say, I want to do business with you. And so the way that I started doing this was building a customer list and the way we would get that information is we would make a valuable offer and say, hey, if you want this valuable offer, hand over your information to us and we will send it off to you. So we're generating a lead. We're getting someone to say, hey, I want to do business with you. My marketing coach, he says, there's nobody else in the plan- on the planet that's more profitable to market to than people who are telling you, hey, I want to do business with you. And he says, so the bigger the list of people that you have like this, the more money you're going to make. You don't need to keep focusing on trying to market to 50,000, 100,000, a million people, depending on where you're at right. in, in your area. He says, all you need is a small, small target market you know, to go after and, and get people to raise their hand so you have their information so you can continue to market to them in the future. Um, so that was the first thing. But also on top of that, you know, the, the, there's one thing I also learned too is that your marketing needs to be persuasive. Okay, When we're spending money on advertising, what are we doing? Okay, we're asking people to do business with us, right? Absolutely. Spending money, we expect people to come in and spend their money so we can recoup our investment, get a new customer in the door, hopefully turn them turn them into a loyal customer, but we are asking them to do business with us. So, the truth is, there's only two ways to get people to do what you ask of them. Anything, if you're asking someone to do something, there's only two ways. You could force them to do it or you could persuade them to do it. Okay, and that was a big light bulb that went off in my head too. Sure, I see that. We're asking people to do business with us when we're advertising, which you know, the two options, force or persuasion. Your marketing needs to be persuasive. Now, people think, oh, that's just slimy salesman type stuff, and it and it's not. It's really all coming down to explaining to your customer using the written word why your offer, why your promotion is a better option than any other alternative that they may may have. So it's like, how, what do you need to say within your marketing message to get them in your doors rather than sitting at home on the couch eating frozen pizza in their in their underwear? You know, it's like, what can you say within your marketing that's going to persuade them and say, you know what? This Nick guy's right. I'm going to have a much better time coming in, take, watching this band or coming in and, and, and having these wings, whatever it might be. But within your marketing, you really need to express, um, you know, 
why they should take advantage, what they're going to experience, and again, why it's a better alternative than anything else. You got to persuade them to walk in your doors rather than anything else. So, you know, that was the big thing that I learned within uh, my marketing is that it wasn't persuasive. You know, it, what's going to get someone to say, "Oh, I got to go try this" when it's just showing you your prices and maybe the image? Yeah, that might get sure. some people, but not enough people. Okay, so that that was kind of the big thing that that I learned, and the way that. The, one of the best ways right now that's working for us with the whole lead generation, getting new customers in the door, um, is we're using Facebook lead ads. So this just came out with Facebook, I want to say about two to three months ago. Mm -hmm. um, but what we're doing with Facebook lead ads, it's it's pretty much, again, on Facebook, you could target people by um, uh, by their purchase behavior. Facebook is the only marketing platform right now that you can target people based on what they are buying on their debit and credit cards. So we are targeting people who are buying beer, wine, liquor, and meals at other bars and restaurants. Perfect. So, that's I mean, th 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 that's target marketing. Yes. I mean, why go start target, why market to people who don't even go to bars and restaurants? Mm -hmm. You're wasting your marketing yeah, dollars. Right. Facebook is giving us the opportunity to say, hey, I want to hit my perfect target market. And we could do that within three miles around your, your restaurant. If we only wanted to hit females from 21 to mm -hmm. 28, you could do that, you know? So that's why I use Facebook when I first started, start working with new clients and building a list and trying to get new customers in the door because it's the most targeted, it's the most profitable route. So we'll run these lead ads to these new customers, the target market who we want to go after. And pretty much what our offer is, is some kind of, I call it a lead magnet offer. It's pretty much a break even offer on the front end. Okay. We always focus on the lifetime value of the customer. If we can just get them in the door and give them a great experience, we can keep these people coming back right. over, over. I mean, that's what Build it's about. Affinity. Yeah, it, it, exactly. And when you're going after brand new customers, it does take a little bit more of a valuable offer to bribe them to get them to come in and, and, and try it out. So the way that these lead ads work is when someone sees, let's just say it's um, get a free order of wings and you got some kind of restriction in place to cover at least your food costs. I don't like just doing free offers because you do attract some of those Groupon type people yes. who, who just want to look for a deal. Exactly. You don't want to pay full price. Yeah, so I always put some kind of restriction in there where I at least where they know they have to spend some money in order to get that deal where I at least break even on my food costs yes. where I can be taken advantage of. And if those people don't want to come in, they're not the people I want. No. You know, that's the other thing about marketing. It's all about excluding who you don't want and only targeting the people that you do want. Mm -hmm. Um so we'll run some kind of offer, uh, whether it's a free offer or fifty percent off offer, whatever it is, we're some way that we can at least break even on our on our um, uh, our food costs, drink costs, whatever it might be. And when people see this ad, the target market we're going after, they can click. You know, uh, uh, what, what's the word? You could either use download. There's four different things that uh, Facebook allows you to do, uh, but you could uh, get them to click the button, um, accept offer, or download whatever it may be. And when that happens, this all happens right on Facebook. So a lead ad pops up with all their information. So it, it'll have their first name, their birthday, their email. I mean, you could put in all other kinds of information that you want to take from Facebook. But what Facebook does is whatever information they have in their profile, they take it and put it right into this list. So instead of taking people to what's called a lead capture page on a website where people have to go enter in their first name, last name, you know, phone number, whatever it is that yeah, you're at. Yeah, they, they don't have to enter all that information in, mm -hmm. and it keeps them on Facebook. So all the information automatically pops up in this lead ad and then they just click submit 
And then what happens here is you could either A, take them to a web page to download a coupon or whatever it is, where what we do is we integrate those ads into our marketing system where we say, hey, now go check your email because now, or we just sent you your offer. So now we take them to their email and now that's where we're delivering the offer to them. Okay. So the, the lead ads are working really well because we're getting much better conversions because they're not going to a whole other website. We're keeping them on Facebook where they're feeling comfortable. They don't have to enter in any new information. And then that's that's what we're using to really build our list. Um, and, and it's working out extremely well. It's costing us anywhere from $1.50 to $2 per per uh, uh, opt-in that we're getting, which really isn't that bad. And the great thing, again, about digital marketing, whether if it's Facebook or anything else, you could turn these things on or off whenever you want to. You know, you could set the budget. If you see that it's costing way more and, and it's not working, pause them, maybe try a different offer, try a different headline, maybe try a different image. You know, but that's the great thing with digital marketing is you could try all these different things. Um, and then the other great thing, too, about these lead ads is when people opt in for this, you can create custom audiences in Facebook of only the people who have opted into this, you know, over time. So yes. let's just say over the course of three, four months, you're running different lead ads, getting people to opt in to get this offer. Um, you could run an ad three months later saying, OK, I'm going to run this, but I only want to hit the people who have already given me their information. And when you do that, these are people who have signed up, given yeah. you their information before. Highly focused, qualified yeah. leads. Exactly. Now your ROI skyrockets. Mm -hmm. This whole thing with building a list yes. is, you know, you're focusing only marketing to the people who've already expressed that they want to do business with you. And that's how you get a huge ROI on your marketing dollars. You know, so yes, it is a little bit of money, three, four, five hundred bucks to get started building that list. I mean, you could build a list of a thousand, two thousand people with that kind of money within a 30 to 60 day time period. But then it's like all your marketing from there, you don't, you could just focus on email text. You could run ads only to the people who you have email addresses for or phone numbers for. And that's why we're able to bring clients' marketing costs down 50%, 75% because right. we're only focusing on the small segment of the people who actually want to do business with us. Correct. A 10% response is not uncommon. You got a list of 1,000 people. That's 100 people. That's, that's still huge though. 10% is really good by any standard. Yeah, 10% is great. I mean, we've done up to 20% with certain offers, even up to 30% with certain offers. It all just depends on what the offer is, you know, and exactly who you're targeting with that, you know. So, right. uh, but but yeah, w when it comes to targeting existing customers, I mean, that's that's where your, your, your ROI skyrockets. And that was the big light bulb that went off in my head when I was struggling. Well, it's still such an old school business and there's still lots of operators out there using traditional marketing that's a shotgun approach, but you're really talking about a sniper approach that literally is a fraction of the cost that's not throwing money out the window. It's literally highly focused. And earlier you talked about persuasive marketing and a lot of people do think of it as being salesy, but not if you're being authentic. If you're presenting your brand in its best light and you're being authentic and truthful, but you're giving them a true differentiator and telling them why they should do business with you, it's absolutely you know, a really powerful way to go. So I love that approach. That's terrific. Roger, there's one thing I want to add in there too, something that yeah. I've learned uh, called conflict marketing. Okay. okay. One thing that gets people to take action is when they, fee when they see that there's a conflict and that conflict can get worse and that there's pain being dug into this conflict. So okay. something I'll just use for an example, could be used for a bar, could be used for a restaurant, but whether if it's direct mail, Facebook, email, no matter what it is, text message, you don't have enough room to say that because you only got 160 characters. But one thing, if you're trying to get people in to eat, one of the conflicts 
that people, the reason why people go out to eat, just one of the reasons, there's a lot of different reasons, but I'll use a common one. Okay, sure. People don't want to take the time, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 minutes to prep, cook, and clean up. Mm -hmm. So it's like when you're running an ad, and let's just say you're using direct mail and someone comes home, they go to the mailbox, five o'clock, long day, you know, and then they, they get this offer in the mail for maybe it's 50% off, whatever it might be. Maybe it's a, a steak dinner at full price, a premium price. But you talk in your marketing, in the marketing message about how frustrating it is to have to come home after work, you know, working all day. Then you got to prep, you got to cook, you got to clean, you got to do this and that. You can't relax. And then they start thinking to themselves in their head, you know what? You're right. I, I, I don't want to take all this time to do this and that. But then your solution to the conflict to get over that is you, your business, your brand coming for this offer. We're going to take care of you. Here's what you're going to experience, so on and so on. So it's like you're hitting the mental triggers in their head totally. and bringing up some kind of painful thing that they could be facing. Or mm -hmm. like I said about the frozen dinner, sometimes right. people get sick of cooking for themselves or whatever it is. But it's like you bring up these conflicts uh, ahead of time in your marketing message and then you reveal how things can be so much easier and present that solution, which is your offer, your promotion. Um, so, so that's something too, conflict marketing that I learned that works really well and again that is a persuasive marketing message because you're persuading them that hey you don't want to cook and clean and do this and that that's a hassle you want to come in you want to relax you want to have a good time you want to have a good experience we're your solution and that's not salesy you're just telling the facts absolutely true that's really powerful thanks for sharing that yes yeah. so what would you say would be one of your favorite or most effective? Now that you've got a highly targeted audience and they're listening to you, they've been in, they like what you've got, and you're going to you know, continue to work with that very specific list, um, what would be a really effective bar promotion? Because I always found that it was about creating and sustaining excitement. Once you've got that consumer's attention, you want to keep it and sustain it, build affinity with them so they think this is the only place to go. This is where every night is an event, every night is fun, and it's like, I'm not going anywhere else. What well, would a really you know, effective promotion be? I'm, I'm going to give you two. Great. Love to give, hear it. I'm going to give you one promotion, but I'm going to give you one strategy that leads to that promotion or another one. So when Even I'm better. building my list... I always send out an automated survey three days after people opt in, okay. and I let them know that, hey, we want to better serve you. We want to give you the best experience. The only way we could do that is to kind of get some feedback from our customers. Would you just take five seconds to you know, let us know uh, how we can serve you better? So I make this email all about them. Um, and how I can serve them better. And so we get about 30% of the people to fill this out, but we start getting feedback from this. And as we're building a list, uh, these all these answers and everything are sent to our clients, to, okay. to the bar the restaurant owner, yes. and then they start to see patterns of what people want. Because one of the questions is, what kind of interactive promotions would you like to see us do that you've seen elsewhere that we're not doing? Uh, what can we do better? You know, What kind of food specials? What kind of drink specials? Mm -hmm. So we, we gather all this information because... We want to find out what the market wants. We're not in business for ourselves. We're in business for other people. Of course. So it makes sense to say, oh, you know, I, I like this promotion or this idea, so I'm going to run it. It's not about that. It's about your customers. You need to find out from them what they want. So we're always gathering this information, but then we send out a, a campaign to our customers 30, 60 days later, and we say, hey, from all the feedback we've gotten from the surveys, 
Um, you know, we, we got two promotions that, that people really, really want. We don't know which one to do. Which So we're asking you, which would you like to see us do? And I call this the A or B campaign. So within the email, we'll say, would you rather see us do promotion A and then, you know, that promotion will be there or promotion B. And we'll say, please click on either A or B to let us know what you would like. And then over, you know, five days, we wait about five, six, seven days to gather that information to see what people want more than the other. So now we're getting the market telling us what we want. You could even take it a step further and say, okay, hey, promotion A1, let's say it's bar bingo, I'm just making something up. Yeah, I love it. But we don't know which night to run this on to get it to bring in the most amount of people. You know, what night would you like to see us do this? Either Tuesday or Thursday. We got things going on every other night, but mm -hmm. we're thinking Tuesday or Thursday. Would you let us know? Click Tuesday or Thursday. Now you get the market telling you what night to have your promotion. Okay. Yes, so this yes. is kind of a way to almost never fail at a promotion because if people don't respond back and they're like, no, I'm not interested, this and that, or you don't get a good response from it. You don't run it because the market isn't telling you what they want or they're telling you it's a bad idea or that they're not going to show up. So that's one thing I'm always doing is always getting feedback from the market. But then I'm always asking questions like, hey, would you like to see us do this? Would you like to see us do that? We want to give you the best experience. What do you want? You know, and it's all about finding that starving crowd. What do you want? Gather that data and then run that. OK, so so that's one thing that we do. But the most profitable promotion that that. I run with uh, with my clients, one that has honestly led to probably some of the highest online grossing uh, online promotions is by booking parties and events. And I did a whole webinar on this called The Solution. Um, and it's really where we take our email list, like our last client, um, uh, Matt, from ground round in uh, in uh, Waconia, Wisconsin or Minnesota, mm -hmm. he just did thirty thousand dollars in sales from these three emails. So when we uh, when we build a list with 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 my private clients, we'll always focus on booking parties and events because, like I told you, when I went to my marketing coach, he's like, "What can we do to generate the most amount of money in the shortest amount of time?" And I told him parties and events. Yes, and that's what really doubled my business, and because it brings in hundreds of new customers, new faces, um, and it also really boosts your sales. So that's the first thing I start working with my private clients, and I got these three emails that we use with all my clients, and they're story based emails, but about how why we're doing this party uh, this party package giveaway. And we say we're only going to give out like three to five of these party packages because we can't afford to do any more than that. And our accountant would slap us in the face if we did any more than that, you know? Okay. So we create yeah. this value. We give this story about why we're doing this. And we tell them, hey, if you want one of these party packages, if you want a chance to win one, go to this website right now. So we take them to a whole nother lead capture page. So we already have their information, but we're still running another lead capture promotion for a totally different, you know, to segment our list of, who wants to raise their hand and say, hey, I want to have a party at your business. So we send out those three emails. We get them to raise their hand and say, hey, I want to have a party at your business. We send them an email right away saying, hey, you're one of the winners, but we need you to take one more step. Okay, We need to know what day you want to run or have your party, how many people, what type of party, this and that. Now, people are just signing up instantly because they don't want to miss out on this value, this opportunity. So I tell them, hey, we understand you just signed up. You might not have a date and everything in mind, but just pick something that will be close to what you want so we know that you're serious and you're taking the second step. So this whole second step is really just to segment our list of all the people signing up from who's really serious compared to who's not serious. So when people do sign up the second time, that information is sent to the party booking person or the bar owner, the manager, whoever, and then they call and follow up with the person on the phone to get their party booked. If they do not fill out the second form, we have a follow-up strategy in place that keeps trying to push them back 
for the second form to fill out their information. And if they still don't do that, then that information is sent to the manager saying, hey, this person signed up for the, you know, on the first form, they haven't gone to fill out the second, let's call and follow up with them. So we put this whole follow-up strategy in place. Love it. And, um, my best uh, case study with this was actually a, a high-end uh, uh, restaurant in, in Houston, Texas, Cullen's. They did $59,625 in sales. They said, give or take $5,000 or so, um, but they had over 2,000 brand new customers walk in their door, and they did, like I said, about sixty grand in sales from these three emails. We also ran some Facebook posts for this, too. I think we spent a couple hundred dollars driving new customers from Facebook to the lead capture page, but they did a, they did a ton, a ton of parties uh, with that and, and huge sales. So that's for any bar owner, restaurant owner who's really trying to boost their sales, focus on parties. You know, if you can get 10 people, 20 people to say, hey, I want to bring 20, 30 people in your door, and now they're spending 20, 30 dollars a piece, you know, I would much rather spend marketing money dollars there. Absolutely, so would I. Than, than try to get people in for you know one to two people. So focusing on groups is really what I've been able to specialize in when I'm working with my private clients because that's what gets us the fastest results and the most amount of people in the door. And then when those new customers are coming in, we're always we have strategies in place to capture their information as well. Um, so like one thing that we're using for that now is just uh, a lead capture through Wi-Fi. So our Wi-Fi system, I've actually uh, just, uh, we partnered with another company and we've integrated it with our marketing system. So now after somebody comes to our bar and they want the password to get in, um, well, there is no password now. They just have to enter in their email address or they can log in with Facebook. So when they do that, they get access to the internet. But now two hours later, a mess, uh, automated email from me goes to my customer saying, Hey, John, I just saw that you were in, uh, you know, in, in the bar a couple hours ago from our Wi-Fi system. I just wanted to find out how was your experience? How was your, your, your service? How was the food and drinks? And I've had, I get so many responses back from this. Um, actually one of our customers sent me a picture of it to my Facebook, uh, my, my private Facebook account and took a picture of the email and he says, this is what sets you apart from everybody else. And it's just like when you do that stuff and you get more personal and you let yes. people in on like who you are and it's just it, – it's a total game changer because Eureka. You're, you're marketing completely different than everybody else. Man, you talked about so many different things. We talked about rep, you know, repetition and consistency in your message. We talked about recognition and involving your customers. And all of those things are so powerful in what you're doing now. So I hope everyone got that takeaway. Really quick, Nick, I wanted to ask you. Now, you also publish ebooks. You got a new book coming out. Want to talk quickly about that? Yeah, um, the, I, I wrote my first book about five years ago, and it, it's it's outdated now with the technology and everything. So I'm mm -hmm. launching a new book in September, um, and it's going to be all about number one, kind of the the whole psychology and what advertising really is, kind of what I covered now. It's not about just putting out your prices and this and that, but it's more about being persuasive and, and being personal, um, being more direct on who you want to go after instead of going after the masses. And then I really get into my step-by-step -step system. I call it a loyal, regular value optimization, but it's a five-step formula for attracting new customers, turning them into new customers. I covered a little bit of it today, uh, but not 100%, but I just go into full detail about how we attract new customers, what marketing medias we're using. I get into the five key ingredients you need in every single ad in order to get the highest ROI on your marketing dollars. Um, so I, I kind of just spill the beans on everything. My, my goal with this book was to give, to make it the best 
book available, the best resource available to bar and restaurant owners who want to take their marketing promotions to the next level. Um, you know, number one, customer service is always going to be your should be your prime and main focus. We can bring new customers in all day long. They have a bad experience. They're not coming back. But second priority has to be marketing and promotions because that's what's going to get new customers in the door. If you really want to build your business in the fastest way possible, you need to be a great marketer. And this For book sure. is to give you everything you need in order to be a great marketer. And I also go through step by step of exactly how my automated marketing system works when we're attracting new customers, either through the Wi-Fi or through Facebook or through any other social platform out there or even through direct mail um, and even the newspaper. I go through everything step by step of the customer journey of what they're going to experience in an automated fashion through my system. And I go through the surveys and everything. So it's like I kind of spill the beans on everything. And if they want to, they can they can pretty much build their own marketing system with exactly with what I have on here if they wanted to outsource that to someone else. So I, I just wanted to give as much value as I could to make this the best book in the industry for being able to generate, you know, uh, big money, big income, high ROI on their marketing dollars. Well, that's one of the great things about you, Nick. You're really passionate about the business, but you're also passionate about helping others. And if anyone goes to Nick's website, it's barrestaurantsuccess.com. And not only will he uh, keep you posted on when that book is going to come out, you can also sign up for his magazine, which is called Bar Restaurant Success. So once again, that's barrestaurantsuccess.com. Hey, Nick, you've shared so many nuggets of powerful marketing information with us today. I really appreciate you joining us. Awesome. I appreciate it, Roger. This so, is great. Yeah, thanks again, Nick. And uh, I know I'm going to have you on an upcoming episode when we get closer to the book launch, and we'll talk a lot more about those ideas then. So in yeah. the meantime, that was the Restaurant Rockstars podcast. My, my guest today was Nick Fosberg, barrestaurantsuccess.com. Stay tuned. We'll have lots more exciting guests and innovative products to help you rock your restaurant, and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to, to the, the Restaurant, Restaurant Rockstars, Rockstars Podcast. For lots of great resources, head over to restaurantrockstars.com. And while you're there, download a copy of the book, Rock Your Restaurant. It's a game changer. See you next time.